Well, I, I'll, I'll start with this. It's just a sincere sense of gratitude um, to be here at Big 12 Media Day. I, I would certainly thank all of you for all you do for the Big 12 Conference and um, you know, certainly our football program. Um, for me, it's also an honor to represent Iowa State University, um, you know, our athletic director our athletic department and certainly our football program. You know, to me, uh, we were able to break, bring four great young men with us here today, uh, two juniors and two seniors that came with us. Our, our two seniors uh, are on the defensive side of the football, uh, two young men that have been just stalwarts of the success in our football program, Gary Vaughn, uh, one of the great leaders and linebackers in the Big 12 and certainly our football program. Uh, a guy that's really built his career from the ground up, starting on special teams and then really starting the last three years at Will Linebacker. And then TJ Tampa. And TJ, one of the one of the best young DBs in college football, a guy that uh, his career has just grown and grown and grown over the course of the last, the last four years. So really proud of those guys. And then two juniors that are with us, uh, two young men that, that, in my opinion, stand for the how we do what we do at Iowa State. Uh, they've been three-year starters for us. Jalen Noel at, at, at wide receiver, uh, one of the, the talented, tough character young men in our football program. His leadership has been really special to watch. And then Bo Freeler, our, our starting middle safety, again, a three-year starter for us on the defensive side of the football. And so really proud of those guys. I would just say, uh, from my standpoint, uh, really since December, it's been really fun to be with this football team and watch its growth happen. You know, we've really kind of looked inward after, you know, a tough football season for us a year ago. Uh, that inward look at it, really looking at, at the things that are really important to us when we're at our best, our culture, our process, our people, and certainly our purpose. And I don't know if I could be prouder of our coaching staff and certainly the young men and the growth that we've been able to make over the course of the last six to seven months. So obviously with that said, I'll open up any questions that you have for me. Again, if you have a question, please make sure to raise your hand. We'll go here to center left, third row, if you'll stand and state your name and affiliation. Hey coach, Sean Gerard of CBS Sports, how you doing? I'm great. I'm glad. Uh, Coach, I was wondering if you could give us any update on the gambling investigation and specifically the status of quarterback Hunter Deckers. Yeah, you know, right now for us, that the, the that investigation is ongoing and, you know, just uh, continues to, you know, not really have a lot of clarity to it. Um, but I think we're, we're getting closer to getting clarity. And, you know, I, I, the appreciation that I, I've, I have is they've kind of given me the opportunity to be removed from that process and just give me the results once the results come our way. Um, you know, I, I think what I would just say for any of our young men that um, either are or aren't involved in this is it's a great learning lesson. You know, part of what I love about teaching is, you know, you're teaching 18 to 22 year old young men. And, um, you know, there, there's rules and regulations and, you know, we'll kind of learn what happened in that situation here shortly. But, uh, you know, it's a great teaching moment and, you know, how to handle things when it doesn't go well. And then how do you respond from that? So um, once it's time to kind of have clarity to that and, and then respond to that the right way, I know our football team and certainly the young men in our team will do a great job of that. All right, we'll go to the far right in the middle. Coach Jake Hatch from the Locked On Sports Network. Just wanted to ask you, you go to two of the newcomers, Cincinnati and BYU this year. Your thoughts on them coming into the conference? Well, you know, I, I, you just talk about both of those institutions and the, the history, the success, um, the excellence that the two brands really, really embody. Um, and then two amazing 
places to go play football. You know, I, I as a young kid, I always dreamed of of playing against BYU, and that Provo area is is something that I grew up watching those games late night on ESPN, and you know, really look forward to the opportunity to go compete there. And and then obviously being a young man from the state of Ohio, and the respect that you've had for the the history and all the great coaches that have come through the University of Cincinnati, and obviously a great relationship with Coach Satterfield and the respect that I have for him. Um, it'll mean a, a great deal for me to be able to go to Nippert Stadium and have the opportunity to compete there as well. So I think a general excitement. Um, we know it'll be a great challenge because of the, the, the quality of coaches and the quality of teams that both of those institutions represent. Um, but I, I've always felt like it's, it's great to compete against the best and you feel like you got two great opponents in both of those programs. We'll go to center left, second row. Hey, Matt, Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Last year, we talked about tight end depth possibly being an issue. There was a drop from 68% of 12 and 13 down to 38%. Yeah. Is the tight is the tight end depth ready to get back up to 68% level of 12 and 13 usage? Yeah, what, what a great comment. And I remember that question. I was probably haunted by that midseason a little bit. But, uh, you know, a little bit of that, honestly, you know, we, we had some really tough injuries. Um, you know, Easton Dean, who was had really come on for us last year in fall camp was injured and, and really played sparingly for the first 70% of the football season. Um, to get him back was huge. Tyler Moore was a young player that uh, got injured right at the start of camp and really played limited all season. And then Deshaun Hanneke really kind of grew as the season went. And so, you know, not, not to make excuses, but those injuries, one thing that the positive about those injuries is it forced a lot of other guys to get on the field and have to play for us. Uh, Steve O'Klotz emerged. Um, you know, obviously Easton was able to fight back. Deshaun Hanneke really started to play great football the second half of the season. And then you talk about the underswell of youth in our program at that position. I, I would tell you, in my opinion, we are as deep at the tight end position as we've been since we've been at Iowa State. Uh, a lot of credit goes to the recruiting coach Taylor Mauser has done for us. Um, but also I would say the development that that group from the experiences they got a year ago to the opportunity to really grow and develop this offseason. We're, we're really excited about what that group's got the ability to look like. So great question. We'll go to center right. Coach Matt, um, just a quick question about Ryan Clanton. He's your new offensive line um, coach. Where have you seen the biggest improvement or changes among your offensive line? Or also, where do you foresee the biggest changes being? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think to me, and, and I'll, I'll, let me just say this, we're excited to have Coach Clanton on board. You know, Coach Clanton's got a great history of being a great developer. And I think you, you look at his own collegiate career and his growth process and the success he had as a player to certainly what he's been able to do in Northern, Northern Iowa and the success that he's had in developing great, great offensive lines and great offensive linemen. Um, when, when I look at the growth of our offensive line in general, um, I think one of the big big things was physical growth and development, and I, I think that 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 group, whether you would say you know it was process or whether it was youth, that group needed to make big strides and big gains this year from a physical growth and development standpoint. And then I think confidence, and I think we know when you're talking about offense and offense and defense line play, um, consistency of physical growth and knowing what to do, those are two critical pieces of having confidence as an offense alignment. So, um, you know, I, I think both with Coach Clanton and then Coach Keggy, our, our strength and conditioning coach, I've really seen great physical growth and development over the course of the last four to five months. And I, I'm really excited.
excited. I, I really feel like we have elite pieces on that offensive line and uh, you know elite young men that have the ability to really raise the level of excellence of our offensive line play. Um, but obviously, we have to do it and we have to prove it. So we're really excited about the, the growth opportunities that are available for Coach Clanton in that offensive line. We'll go to the far right, fourth row. Please state your name and affiliation. Yeah, Coach, Robert Allen with the Cowboy Radio Network and, and also with Triple Play Sports Radio. You've been known as a developer of players, developed a lot of players, but you're now getting known as a developer of coaches, Nathan Schielhaas taking over your offense as coordinator. I remember when he was being recruited as a student athlete. Talk about the confidence you have in him and the decision that went into making him your offensive coordinator. Yeah. You must have been really young then, Robert. You know what I mean? Because you, you still look great. We, we you, were all young at one point, I got gotcha. you. You're right. You're right. Um, you know, I, I think the, the thing that, that I love about Nate is, is this. is Nate, obviously, a four-year starter at Illinois, a guy that, that has played the quarterback position. He's been in multiple offensive systems, uh, went through a lot of offensive coordinators. When we hired Nate, we hired Nate at 25 with very limited coaching experience. Um, but there was something about Nate Shieldhouse to me that was really powerful. And yes, the football piece of it was one, but more than anything was the human. What he stood for, what he believed in leadership and tangibles, and why he was coaching. His why was to make a difference in the lives of 18 to 22 year olds. And to me, Robert, that's what I love. That's my passion about coaching is the wins and losses are great, but developing the human beings is what, what I love most about my job. And Nate has already taken that opportunity, not just to be a great football coach, but to how is he going to develop his staff in this offense and pour into them as human beings, as young men into men. And um, I, I, I think Nate's just got that special quality that draws people to him because he knows who he is. He certainly knows what he stands for. And obviously what he stands for are some of the great beliefs that I believe in. And that's not just developing great football players, but, but developing great men. And Nate's already done a great job of that. Center right, fourth row. Coach Jason Watkins, Hall of Fame Media. You've had top 10 defenses pretty much every season. Obviously started off last year, get a win over Iowa, your biggest rival, but stumbled most of the rest of the way. What is it going to take to kind of get to that next level and be competing for that Big 12 championship? Yeah, great question. You know, I, 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 the one thing that I've always said about our program is, and I think you look at our seven, eight years is, you know, we, we've, we've been worthy to suffer sometimes. And, you know, I think at our place, our, our, our ability and, and hopefully our humility to understand why there have been setbacks and whatever's impeded us has been able to, to dissect that and then come together as one to empower us forward. And I think last year, you know, you can, you can point to a lot of different things. There were a lot of things we did well and there were a lot of things we didn't do well. And I, I think all of us from myself to our assistant coaches, to our players having the humility to see where are our gaps and how do we do a great job of filling in those gaps together, moving ourselves forward. That's critical for us. You know, our, our, our ability to have success at Iowa State is probably different than a lot of places. Um, you know, we've got to go up the rough side of the mountain. You know, there's no easy fix, and we've got to win as a team. We, we can't, we're not going to have just human erasers running all over the film. Our team has to play together to win football games. And I think we know that. And, you know, what I've probably been inspired of maybe is about any group that I've ever 
ever been around since I've been at Iowa State has been the rallying of our football team together to grow forward, to want to take the lessons we learned. And you can say, well, we were a really young football team a year ago. You know, we were the third youngest team in college football. And sometimes we acted like it. Maybe sometimes we coach like it, too. But the ability to learn and grow from, from what, what I saw a year ago and take the positive and the negative and move forward, um, that's, that's really what it's going to take. And we're going to have to win in the margins. We're going to have to, when we're playing at our best, our detail and precision is as good as anybody in college football. And that's what it's going to take for us to have great success. We'll go center right in the back. Coach Lynn Harrington with Stay Alive and Power 5, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. All right. So it's no mystery every year your defense, you know, Iowa State, John Heacock feels like one of the best units in the country. Can you talk about what John Heacock means to your program and your relationship with him, considering you guys go back to your Toledo days? Yeah. Well, our, our relationship even goes farther back, you know, as, as, as Robert wants to start aging ourselves. I'm going to go back to me as a, as a high school football player. Coach Haycock was the head football coach at Youngstown State. Um, you know, went through a little bit of the recruiting process with Coach Haycock. And, you know, I, I, his family is, his father was an educator in the same area where my father was an educator. And so the, the relationship that, that we have had with the Haycock family and Coach Haycock it dates back to, to a long time. And for me, you know, trust is so critical in this journey, especially in college football. And it's a time that uh, relationships, continuity and trust, it's hard to find that. But for me, that's what John's meant to me. You know, I, a young young coach, shoot, I'm only 43. I still, far from having all the answers, you can imagine what I was at, at 32, 33 years old as a young head football coach. And to have somebody like Coach Haycock come on board who had had head coaching experiences, had been through the highs and the lows that college football can bring, he's been a steadying force every step of the way for me. And, you know, I, I think what's been so rewarding is to watch the success we've been able to have on defense and him get the credit for it. Because I do, I think John's one of the great coaches in college football. Um, what we do on, on defense is not really what's special. How we do what we do on defense is what's made us really special. And, and, and it starts with his leadership. I think it's his humility to, um, man, be a great listener to, the, to myself or our assistant coaches, to have input, um, to have courage enough to stand up and lead the right way. And just like I talked about with Nate, um, that having a real relationship with the players, knowing that these are 18 to 22-year-old young men, our job and responsibility is still to build young men and to be a great teacher of young men. That's really what his greatest gift is. And so, you know, I, I know we wouldn't be where we're at at Iowa State, and I certainly wouldn't be where I'm at without his guidance, his relationship, and certainly his love for our players and our coaches. He's been nothing short of exceptional. I have time for one final question. We'll go to center left, third row. Randy, excuse me, Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register. Matt, Iowa State's celebrating 100 years of, of Jack Trice. What's that mean to you? What's that mean to your program? Yeah. You know, I, I think for, for us, when I got to Iowa State, Randy, um, you were looking for glimpses of, of, of excellence and just a powerful story to rally around, you know. And I, I don't know if there's a greater trailblazer and a greater 
man of courage that sticks in the Iowa State uh, University or certainly its football program than what Jack Trice has meant to, you know, college athletics and certainly Iowa State University. You know, I, as, as all of you, whether you know or not, Jack Trice, uh, you know, this young man at 18 years old leaves Cleveland, Ohio to travel to Ames, Iowa to break the color barrier of student athletes at Iowa State and the courage and the resolve to make that make that journey um, comes to Iowa State in, in a game in Minnesota, loses his life um, after that football game a couple days later. And to me, the spirit, the courage, and just who he was and what, what he was able to do for so many after him, um, it's been a great rallying point for, you know, our football program to tr- as we've continued to try to ascend this program to be able to tell this this great man's story to the entire world and um, it's 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 another opportunity this year with his hundredth anniversary of his his death to be able to tell how important he's been to our university but also how transformational he's been to so many of our student athletes here at Iowa State so thank you thank you for your time coach all right thank you guys